hello, hello, and welcome to the Prickly Pens Podcast. Happy New Year. We are three friends, three writers, sharing not only our writing journeys, but a window into our conversations around the art of storytelling in the various formats like books, films, and video games, and also selective topics that make us ponder or generally piss us off. It's episode 88. So let's start with introductions. Yeah. Hi, I'm Gabby. Hi, I'm Julia. And I'm Michelle. Welcome. So this week, Happy New Year. Yay. Happy New Year. 2024. <laughs> um, I turned 30 this year. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? I, <laughs> Baby Gabby's turning 30. Yeah. This year, in August, not now. But. I was going to say, like, you have a lot of time. <laughs> Rumble in your tw- 29. She's, she's counting down for oh some my reason. God. Yeah. <laughs> but this week, I wanted to um, kind of not, well, it's not reflecting, it's New Year, but just talk about the kind of tropes and themes, plot points, whatever you want to call it, that I hope kind of go away in 2024 um, or lightly disappear a little bit <laughs> that I that I don't enjoy that much um so yeah so that's kind of like a lovely list that we can discuss um just for fun of course if you like these plot points themes or whatever uh keep reading it <laughs> keep right. watching keep this enjoying not, it this is right. just for fun this, this is, is just me like oh I don't like this plot um, yeah thing. we're prickly we for prickly a reason <laughs> yes, exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but this is <laughs> Yeah, just disclaimer, this is totally for fun, um, not not really that serious. So there was a, <laughs> there's one that I complained to my mom about all of the time. And this is a particular thing, especially in romance stories, movies and books, like it's just a thing. And it's the the people, the couple that has to, they have to get married and then the whole plot is revolved around that, like, they're maybe not romantically involved, and then they have to get married, and then faking the marriage, that sort mm. of thing. And then they end up falling in love and staying married. I do not like that plot point because... <laughs> <laughs> She's very passionate about I'm very this. Ba- like, yeah. I don't know why. It makes me laugh every time she gets all hot and bothered. I don't know why this plot point <laughs> And I said, you do realize this is one of the most popular... I know, it is <laughs> one of the most popular... <laughs> It is one of the most popular. Forced marriage, I, revenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Forced marriage, <laughs> fake marriage, whatever you want to call it. I think I don't like it because, for one, half the plot is like the antics around like pretending you're married, even though, legally speaking, I can just marry anyone tomorrow. Like, I could just go to the courthouse, sign the piece of paper, go home. Nothing of my life has changed. I'm now just legally married. <laughs> I can get the benefits of marriage, like the tax cuts and and like the insurance or whatever protections legal protections but nothing changes so it's the plot point i find it frustrating because i'm just seeing i'm reading it or watching it and it's like oh are people gonna find out we're not really married i'm like who who cares if you love each other or not <laughs> that's not what the marriage is it's a piece of paper <laughs> like legal marriage <laughs> but the whole plot is usually revolving around that yeah because the whole the thing is that People are going to find out it's a fake marriage. Yeah, like and, they're married and, for... Right. And the reason it's fake is because they don't love each other yeah, right. at that point. Yeah, And people are like, oh, it's fraudulent. I'm like, well, it's not. 
you can you can literally marry anyone you want <laughs> right. over like, the age love, of 18. Her point is <laughs> love is not required love is in a required marriage. to be in a marriage. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's there's no legal definition of love that requires yeah. love in a marriage. And and so in her in her view um, yeah. view millennial view in millennial view <laughs> I, I was find about it to say very <laughs> very <laughs> I find it very annoying um because like there's for example there's one film that came out recently with uh I can't remember the actor's names Nicholas from Red White and Blue he plays Henry but mm-hmm. um there's it's called Purple Hearts so he plays a soldier who's conservative the whole thing is that he's conservative so uh marine or things marines and then the girl he ends up marrying um she is like this liberal musician has type 1 diabetes so because the medication is expensive we live in america by the way so because the medication (laughs) is expensive she can't afford it they decide to get married so that she gets his insurance and he gets to like live off base because if you're married you get more money and you get to live off base in real military, like a real U.S. military. That's how it works. So throughout the movie, they have to, like, live together. It's like, okay, yeah, whatever. But then, like, people around them is like, oh, it's fraudulent. And I'm like, it's not fraudulent. He can marry whoever he wants. <laughs> There's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> you know how many soldiers have married random women <laughs> a week after they became, <laughs> got deployed? <laughs> All of the 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s is men going off to whatever random-ass country, marrying some 18-year-old girl and bringing her back. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. it's legal. <laughs> so these are two American citizens well over the age of 18. I'm like, I, what's the story? What's the plot here? <laughs> like, right. <laughs> hiding it. I'm like, hiding what? You can get married to whoever you want. What's the point of this plot? Yeah. And I'm and trying, that and I'm trying to think of, <laughs> you know, because my romance reading time would have been in the 80s. Harlequin Presents was right. all over so that. <laughs> I mean, I read romance, but I was like in no, high school when right, it Right. But I'm yeah. just trying to remember what what it was that why it became a popular trope yeah and um and i think that it was about it was love was the center of it yeah Yeah. and so um so it was tied into the contract of marriage right and also force the couple to be together it was an easy way right. to yeah yeah, right. yeah so they had to fall in love to... <laughs> <laughs> i think i think yeah i think because like i see it um i see it as a plot a plot point like a few times in romance and it's just it's like the whole plot is again revolving around the antics of like well people figure out we're not in love with each other what if people figure out yeah um we don't really live with each other we don't want to live with each other and it's like that doesn't really matter. Like that, that doesn't matter. No one that that's not what for legal marriage. Yeah, I mean, an eighty-year-old man can marry a twenty-year-old girl, and she's trying to get his money. You can't do anything about it. That just could happen. Yeah, <laughs> like you can't say like, oh, she doesn't love him. Doesn't it's matter. A fraudulent marriage. <laughs> it's, it's. I mean, you yeah. were telling me about two guys that got yeah, there married. Was, there were and two. Not gay. Yeah, there's two cis heterosexual guys who got married because one of them had a really good insurance. And combined, they can get a really good house because one has a really good credit score. <laughs> so this is like, like an Adam Sandler movie. 
<laughs> Chuck really? and something. Yeah. yeah, Chuck and Larry. I know Chuck and Larry. Chuck and Larry. Yeah. Oh, okay. I love that. And, and they did it because... Yeah. It was similar. like something with insurance, insurance. related. Yeah. yeah. But I remember because people were reacting to it. They're like, oh, this is ruining sanctity of marriage. I'm like, in a legal courtroom setting of the U.S., there is no thing about love. You don't have to love each other to get married. Look how many... Um, what are they called? Arranged marriages there are. Those people right. probably don't love each other. They just get married right. a month after meeting. But we're like, oh, that's legal. You can do that. You can do whatever you want. You're over 18. You're both consenting. Whatever. So for something like that, for them, people are like, oh, you're changing everything. It's like, not really. They can, <laughs> yeah. they can get married. I you can your marry point, your friend. <laughs> but I never really thought about it. Because like the whole Chuck and Larry thing, they were trying to prove that their marriage was real and they loved each other or else mm-hmm. they were committing fraud. Right. Yeah, that's not required. Right. right? Yeah. Love is not and, required. And, and why? And, and when you when you listen to Gabby's reason point. rationale, yeah. her point, you're like, well, why do you have to prove yeah, that you're you, in love? Yeah, yeah. For especially it to when not be a fraud. Two right. married people can absolutely hate each other. Because right. a lot and them, do. And get <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right. Right. <laughs> and then they can get still all the benefits of being married. It's a, it's a business contract <laughs> yeah. in a way. Yeah, it is a contract. It just means yeah. that one is responsible of the other financially right. or legally. Because if you break up, you have to pay this person. Yeah, right. that who's who's leaving or whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. I'm not a divorce lawyer. Yeah, but <laughs> so but the court treats it almost like a like a contract, a, a contract, yeah. a right. broken contract, yeah. and. And how each will be satisfied yeah. after the fact. Yeah. So. And, and for like the two guys that got married who are both straight, they have also a nice house because, of course, they can afford it now. But the, he was saying, too, he's like uh, he gets medical legal protection because his family's extremely religious. So he's like if something happened to him, like he got into a coma or one of those things where it's like a do not resuscitate thing. He's right. like, his family would be in charge of what happens to his body and they could force life support or force whatever. Meanwhile, yeah. a, a oh. husband or wife can over... Supersede, serp, right? Yeah. yeah, and proceed with what they want. So it's like, sometimes marriage is just a legal protection. Yeah. So he was like, I'd rather just marry my friend who I trust, who can, yeah. who could protect me over my family who wouldn't. And it's like something like that I didn't even think of. And I was like, oh, yeah, that would be a right. huge amount of protection yeah. if you get married. And and I think um, also lawyers now are suggesting not only the prenup. And like yeah, you yeah. Said, yeah, prenup and postnup. Postnup. Oh, so What's how will you... It's like how you will divorce. It's like a contract. Right. Like you're already deciding how you're going to divorce. It's like pre, like I, we know we're going to get divorced at some point or possibly let's have everything arranged so that when you get divorced. And usually, I mean... <laughs> these are usually rich people things. But right. Yeah, but, so but it's going to be can, like... Mm. But, but people about pets. Yeah. Pets oh, are a right, big right. thing. Because I remember in the Amber Heard and Johnny That thing, oh, he gave... Goodness. She took his, his pets and then she gave her pets to her father. His pet that was his before he married oh, wow. her. She took... She, she took the, the, the dog and then she gave the dog to her father who... Had, um, he had. I think he had some issues with, with uh, animal cruelty or whatever. Oh in my his god! Like that, allegedly or whatever. Right. But it came up, and it came up around that time, and um, but it was nothing. You didn't have that in your 
thing, you right. know, your your plans about when you got married, if right. you had pets and, mm. you know, you protect finances, but you may not protect, think about think the pets. Other things, right. yeah. The custody of the yeah, pets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it was even another couple. There was a, one was a, a straight woman and a straight man, but she had staged for cancer or something and she couldn't afford insurance again we're in america he married her because they were friends and then she got his really good insurance survived was fine and then they got divorced after it was done nothing fraudulent about right, that exactly. you can just do that right. <laughs> right. so it was just like so to have an hour and a half movie yeah <laughs> or like a 300 page book <laughs> yeah very around like, just Fake just, marriages. Yeah, or, fake marriage. I mean, I get it. It's harder for like something like the proposal with... Um, well, that's for citizenship. Yeah, the citizen. That's yeah. a little different. That's like trying it's, to marry and become a citizen. That's harder. Right. That's, I understand that being like a dicier. You, you right, want to exactly. make sure that you... It's not... It's not a, a fraudulent thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like for two legal citizens, yeah. like tomorrow I can just like marry one of my friends and I get... Well, insurance I'm, protection I'm, as, all as this I'm, stuff like overnight as i'm thinking crazy. about it <laughs> but the yeah. fake marriage was usually because of inheritance it's okay. usually like some some um like a will somebody just yeah, passed right. Right. and the will is that you'll get the house this the family big house if you're married if you're married and so and so the guy or or girl will go out and usually it wasn't necessarily a. Sometimes it wasn't a stranger. It could be a friend, um, but that was. It was like there was an inciting incident right. that forced the the Marriage, game right? the, the the game of being married being right. married, and usually then there was either a relative or somebody who suspected that that marriage was not real, Legit, right? And so that was the 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 plot is of them at first being adversaries being forced into it. And she's, she or he is doing it. Um, Maybe they're going to get, get paid X amount of dollars, but they need that money for something else, something else. Mm -hmm. And then um, the, the relative is suspicious. And so then they have to pretend they love each other. And then, Oh my god! Then, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <then. laughs> so it has to be more layered. I think it's right. yeah. like, I think no, it has to... let's not do right. this. <laughs> yeah, and no, I feel like it has to be more layered or something because when it's just yeah. like, oh, you know, yeah. the oh, it's fraudulent and like it's yeah. it's not though. You could just get married whenever, like. You know, yeah. yeah, I can meet someone on the street and like, you want to get married yeah. tomorrow? Yeah, nothing right. stopping right. Well, and that's and that is your point in the story because yeah. if the relative is like, well, you just got married to get the house, it's like, then yeah. so yeah. <laughs> you can't do anything about it. The and? whole thing was I had to get. Yeah. It wasn't right. like asterisks. You had to be married for five years. Right. The point you was had to that be married I, right. and I had love. to get married. Right. I got married. married. <laughs> yeah, I got married. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's why it's difficult. Like I said, or even like I mentioned the movie with Purple Hearts. It's like at the pinnacle it's like oh you married they find out because he's in the military and he had to go to military court because it's like oh he they got married for insurance and other things and it's like that's not that's not illegal like what yeah. can the military do with law well, there's no law that says you have to love each other right like, especially the you know military I mean? military yeah. love? <laughs> like, like really yeah. <laughs> it's not in your wheelhouse 
Well, and I also, I remember there was um, one of those workshops. There was a lawyer that said, depending on the state, that some states didn't allow wills to force the person to do something in order to get something. So you couldn't force somebody to get married to get get the money. Um, And and so you can't force somebody into something that... um, because you could be then forcing somebody into an unhealthy situation, right, right. just to get your your millions or right, whatever. Right. Um, so, but yeah, yeah. yeah, that's like the one trope that <laughs> I don't know why it bothers me. But every time I see it, I'm just like, this is not a story. <laughs> there's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing to talk about. <laughs> um, the another plot that I also find this is. Another romance one. I have a few that aren't romance, but that was just one. <laughs> a few, romance one that I don't care for that much was the whole, it's, there's only one bed. That kind of, <laughs> like there's when you go to, bed. The, like a hotel. Like there's something. a hotel and all or the rooms cabin. are booked. Oh. And then it's like, oh, they go into the hotel room and there's only one bed and the guy's like, oh, I'll sleep on the floor. And the girl's like, okay. And she's all nervous. And it's like, what the heck is wrong with you? Just sleep. Like what? <laughs> if you even if, if she's a like, guy put the pillows down the middle yeah, of the bed and go right. to sleep. Yeah, I'm yeah. like I don't. <laughs> yeah, you're two grown people. You're yeah, you're, okay. that's what I'm saying. Like you're not you're because not usually children. the story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is like you don't like fall into. I'm trying to figure ways so I don't believe myself. Each other. You don't fall. Yeah, you don't fall into intercourse. So it's like <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, like you know. Or and at this point, you're you of the story, the person is not, um, they don't uh, have romantic feelings. They don't well, sometimes they do, feel, but, but they're not, um, somebody to be afraid of. No, no, no. It's someone they like trust or something right. to so. a certain degree, you know, but it's always, I see that I've seen that several times in plots and I'm like, even I'm like the, especially with the older the characters are, yeah. maybe if they're like 18, 19, it's like, Ooh, you know, he, he, but it's like the older <laughs> the character is, it's like, it's even worse where it's like, you know, two 30 year olds are like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm like, just sleep. What the heck are you talking about? Well, <laughs> in Proposal, sleep. remember Proposal? Yeah, with, he sleeps um, on the floor. He sleeps on the floor and yeah. she's in a big But I think bed. that's because they genuinely yeah. don't like each other. They well, don't yeah, like each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They genuinely, yeah. it's like they borderline hate each other. So it's. <laughs> but I'm like, get move over. The yeah, bed I'm is like, big yeah, enough yeah, for the two Yeah, exactly. I'm like, <laughs> just flip over, backs face each other. <laughs> like, just. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great movie. Yeah, it is yeah, a I know. Great movie. It's, it's on something movie. now. Um, <laughs> is, oh, Max. Um, is it Max? Is it Max? Or Netflix. It's know, it on there. It switches every month. Yeah, it's on there if, <laughs> if anybody wants to see The Proposal, which is yeah. really good with Sandra Bullock and Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Phillips. Ryan Reynolds. Was that and a Betty White. Movie? Oh, I oh, love yeah, her. Betty White. Um, is it, considered it wasn't a holiday. Was I it a holiday? Was it a holiday movie? It was just cold. Maybe it was just cold. Maybe it was, but yeah. I don't remember was, any kind of Christmassy no, thing. No Christmas. Nope. No. Oh, okay. Mm-mm. I think. Yeah. I think I just assume because it looks cold. Yeah. Everyone's bundled up. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm like, ah, it's holidays. Yeah. But, You're right. You know. Right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that one is a little. Um, but yeah, sorry. Yeah, the, that plot point though. Yeah, I find it just a bit odd because again, unless the characters are like. 
17, 18, yeah. 19. It just seems a little right. childish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I noticed I also didn't like the, um, the, it's typical more, I feel like, oh no, I would say, I was going to say horror, but it's not. Um, I miss, I miss, uh, I miss just a really, really bad villain. Like not mm. in terms of like, now you have angsty villains, villains that mm. have a quote unquote. Antiheroes. <laughs> yeah they're borderline yeah. anti-hero or they have like people are like oh they have a point and it's like right. no they don't but they have a point yeah. <laughs> and it's and it's like all they know i'm like i miss just the good old just the person's yeah. bad there's no like traumatic reasons behind it it reminds me of um the most recent film that did a good villain i think was um puss in boots did you see that julia no the new second one wait a minute oh, the latest puss in boots the the last it's on netflix the final wish the last wish Something like that. Mm. Yeah. It was um it's Bender. Yeah, Antonio Banderas and, Antonio and Banderas. Who, was Salma the, Hayek. who was the bad guy in that one? Um Jack Warner. Jack I think yeah. The little Jack Warner sat in a corner. Oh yeah. Oh, I don't think I saw that. Yeah, yeah. But um, like you don't know his motivation or anything. You just he's just bad. He's just bad. You know, he's, yeah, he's a bad guy. Oh. <laughs> it was his motivation is like he wants to control everything. Oh, okay. Um, he wants he wants power. You know that sort of general. But it's not tied to a, yeah, a childhood like, trauma. Even, <laughs> there's a part in the thing where he talks to oh. um, Jiminy Cricket from Pinocchio. The oh little, yeah, no, I did cricket. not see that for sure. <laughs> and the and the <laughs> and the cricket is kind of like, why are you? Why are you so evil? It's like, did you have a bad childhood? He's like, no, I was loved and I had servants and my parents loved me and I went oh. to great schools. And he's like. I just want more power. Oh. <laughs> like, it's just, and it's like, I don't know why, but I'm like, unapologetically I I kind of evil. Yeah. Yeah. It just, just yeah. Uh, yeah. Like there's no, we're well, not I questioning we, his, not thinking about his, Ooh, did he have a bad child? It's like, no, he's just bad. He's just a bad guy. <laughs> but I think because we have done these super villain, um, superhero, super villain mm-hmm. movies where we've given them origin stories. Yes. Um, we have tried to tie everything that they do when they go psychotic, we've tried to tie it back to something. And so even with books, even in the writing workshops, they'll, they'll say, Oh, you need to make your, your villain just as interesting as your, as your protagonist. And so there is a, there, there is now, I guess, a, a belief or schooling or whatever of giving both sides this deep, Mm. backstory that yeah. then even if they, they're evil we want to know why because why? We, we're not going to it's no longer okay to just wake up one day and choose violence yeah. um, when sometimes that's fine yeah <laughs> <laughs> I talked for way too long do you guys have any tropes? oh no <laughs> I mean I think the only thing that drives me cuckoo bananas is when you have a movie where you know it could the the problem can easily be solved if you had just had a conversation. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Misunderstanding <laughs> thing. Yeah. I forgot about that is annoying. Yeah. 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 Like one conversation could have ended it. And yeah. Or the, or the screaming fights that it's like both of you shut up and <laughs> sit down and deal with it. Or I am the, the type now where I was like, you all don't belong together. Yeah. yeah. How about that? How about that solution? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the way you set the story up, 
and the things that are their conflicts, it maybe you just don't belong together, and and yeah. you that is the the story. <laughs> it's like right. you discover yeah. that you don't belong together. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I always said that I wrote with my romances that I wrote. I said somebody asked me about the happy ever after thing, and I said they're happy at that point. I said. Yeah. I said. If you look at at what they um, at the at their their backstories and what their conflicts are and so on, these people probably end up in a divorce court in five years. I mean, <laughs> it's like you compromise to end the story. Yeah. But at at but maybe and I I, I one of my stories. Um, it was, it was picked up by the New York uh, Library System for their book club, oh, which I was very happy for. Nice, and because it was a race car driver, and I forgot what she did, but she was, she was worried about his career and what it would mean every time he went out to race and and the danger with it, and um, and. I noticed that a lot of stories, it to me, it's like one side is forcing the other to change, to choose, to choose, and and that drove. I don't like that. No. And so she, at the end, um, had to accept. She had to learn how to accept that this is a part of his life, and you know you don't get to come in and then be like, well, it's time to choose. And I see that in, in reality with, um, athletes or whatever, where somebody's like, well, you spend after a while, it's like the thing that attracted them. Yeah. You know, it's a thing that they eventually are like, you, you have you're to stop. Always, right. Because you're always <laughs> you're always going to practice or you're always away playing games or you're always um, or you're doing this thing that scares me so much because it's so dangerous. And, you know, you have to choose. And and like this person has been probably you working towards this goal from, you know, childhood uh, and you know, whether skiing or race car driving or, you know, whatever. And you're, you're, you're working towards a goal and you have achieved it and you're at the peak. And then this person, you know, you it's fall like, in love or whatever. Me. And then it's like, yeah, you like pick me or else. And, um, and, and then if they don't, then of course it, you, or then upset that you're not, that you had to share this person with their sport or whatever. Um, And I think in reality, that is how it goes. It's like, yeah. Um, Or even reality where you have like a better balance, I feel like. Like the person will have their career, but maybe it's like instead of, it's like maybe they come home instead of going out for drinks. It's like right. making those right. compromises. Right. That was natural compromises, which I think I, I love, um, which is not quite a sports thing, but I think that's what I love about, um, Schitt's Creek. 
Oh, with I love Shit's Ale- Creek. Alexis and mm-hmm. uh, whatever his name is. Whatever the his vet. name is. <laughs> the, vet. the vet. Ted. The vet. Ted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ted. Um, because it's like those, they're both, like he was in his career and she mm-hmm. was thinking about moving with him to wherever the heck he's, he was. Galapagos. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Even though that's not what she wanted. She wanted to do for him. Which was nice, like this nice, like, right. I will move for you. But it's one of those where it's kind of like she understood it's like, no, I need to be on my own and be my own woman. And that's okay. And they both understanding, like, this is what they need right now. It's like he goes off and does his, her, his thing. She goes off and does her thing. If they get back together, great. You know, but I felt like that was the most mature, <laughs> yeah, ro- like, romantic ending well, even though they never got together but you could see the love it's like i love you right. but I, I need to do this and and technically that would just be called women's fiction yeah in, right in, that's in, in the book world, in the book world. <laughs> <laughs> because in the romance world she would have gone off with him and be happy about it yeah and like i said in five years in five years she's, <laughs> she's, yeah <laughs> they hate each other or resentment because we don't do part two in the romance book no yeah. we don't we do yeah. if even if it's even if we have a so-called series in romance it's usually the friends of the person right it's and not you might get couple. to see right, right the couple is happy because now they're now they have babies or or whatever and and so on but that's about all you're gonna really get through the um yep the the the, yeah. the, the relationships and so on but it was the closest i came to um with that particular story um and not giving in not that he doesn't give up any part of what he wanted to do from the very before she came along uh, I think that's just not a thing that attracts me to um as a as a reader yeah um uh in in that storyline where they have to give up so um so yeah um I I'd say they they work towards it i don't like like i said the screaming and which is like you see it in in books and and so on but in movies it's even worse i and that's one of the things i liked about royal red white and whatever blue royal blue yeah. royal blue which we've talked about a lot every freaking episode <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we pop that in um it's so it's, good <laughs> and, and it's on amazon prime yeah but they had like this one good screaming match, you know, between them. But what they said in the, during the screaming match was substantive. And it, it was, um, it really spoke to the personality or the character of that person who was saying those things. So even if you didn't have the tag of who was speaking because of what came out of their mouth, you would know. And, and I, and what I'm saying is that a lot of the times when people are doing the fighting scenes like that, it's like high school fighting, you know, it's like stupid lines that you're just flinging and insults that you're just flinging. And then all of a sudden it's like, I'm so sorry, you know, because you just called him a fool or an ass or whatever. And it's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. And I didn't mean to and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you've wasted, you're wasting 
words. You're yeah. wasting mm-hmm. space in a stupid argument. Like if you're going to have an argument, let it say be, something. Yeah. Right. Say yeah. something that's meaningful, but also something that doesn't rip the person to the point that, well, how do you come back? Cause, and that's my thing with some of the romances is like you have a, a, a you have this argument that you've annihilated this person. You, 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 it's like you picked at each of their insecurities to a point that you have dragged them down. And then it's like you slam <laughs> the door and you walk out <laughs> and your best friend tells you, you know, you were wrong. And you're like, it takes you a little while, but then you're like, okay, you're right. And, and then you go <laughs> and you're like, oh, I'm just so sorry. And he's like, oh, it's okay. And did it. And it's like, no, yeah. It, it, to me, it's overused, and it's yeah, yeah. it's um, like like I said, if you're going to use it, then be a little more deliberate in yeah. what they're arguing about. So yeah, those are my little yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think yeah, I think those yeah, those are probably the tropes that not all. I mean. I'm sure there's more in my head that I can think of, but those are the ones that I always like when I see in films or books that just makes me pause a little like, yeah, mm. <laughs> like that's not, that doesn't really You're like, work really? You're gonna yeah, do yeah that's what it feels like, like really. <laughs> or sometimes it like, it was really good. And then until that point came up and then it's like, oh, I, why did you have to do it like that? Yeah. You know, why did you go in that direction with it? Um, yeah. So. But yeah, those are the tropes and plots and themes that mm-hmm. I just noticed that like kind of bother me. Yeah, like, it takes it takes me out of the story when I see it, and it's kind of weird. And maybe again, and maybe it just depends on the writing. If someone approaches it with a different perspective, maybe it's a little. Well, I mean, there are only a limited number of tropes. So oh yeah, yeah. A lot, you know, there's a, a, a variations and, and spinoffs on tropes, but there's a a list. A limited, a list. <laughs> and, and so what a writer is bringing to it is um, maybe a unique way of approaching something. Um, and that's what you're hoping for. Yeah. Versus reading like something that... Right. Yeah. And, and usually those books will stand out, will be... Um, they're... They don't have to be the best sellers in terms because that's best selling is also a marketing mm-hmm. thing, but they're the ones that people will talk about. The ones who do read them will talk about. Mm. All right. Well, thank you for listening to me ramble. No, <laughs> about. This is good. This is good. About it's like, ooh, plots. yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I have um, a couple books that I had read. Um, and this is I read since last month and so on, and I forgot to talk about it. Um, and two documentaries that I think, if you're into uh, Sylvester Stallone and, and and Arnold Schwarzenegger, they both have documentaries on Netflix, and they're really done well. They're limited series, like three episodes, I think, for each. Um, and it's really good to see them now in their, you know, elder years looking back on everything. And they're both very open. Arnold, 
I don't think he's ever not been open in that's true in in everything anything he's like, t- <laughs> he's like take me as I am or or not at all and um so Sylvester's went through um his uh, of course his movies and and how he got started and what motivated him and so on and the you know now that because he, he's been an action hero in three franchises and that's the Rocky um, Rambo and Expendables um, but in Expendables he he suffered really bad um, injuries doing the stunts and so oh, he on did? yeah and he still hasn't recovered from them oh. um, but it's the you know, it's kind of like I guess that desire to fulfill the 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 fans' fantasy of him as an action hero. So even though he's hitting sixty and seventy years old, he's <laughs> he's trying to still hang in there and give them um, this new super superhero type um, thing. And and it was a good shtick in with Expendables to bring back. Um, people that we knew yeah. of as action heroes from the 80s and 90s. Um, Isn't like with, Dolph Lundgren in yeah, there? Yeah, Dolph and... Lundgren and um, I think Wesley was in there. Wesley Snipes is in the last one. Jason Stratham, mm-hmm. um, Jet Li. Um, and I, I have to watch it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah. I've so, only seen the fourth one, which is... Oh, there's four? Yeah. 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 Oh. Weird number to start, but yeah, I started at four. <laughs> yeah. So it's 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 decent and so on. And again, if you're into his style of action hero, then it there's nothing new about it. There's nothing it's just older people now doing doing the stuff. So good good um documentary. Uh Arnold's I watched more recently, so that one's fresher in my head and the way they divided it is the first episode is called Athlete and it covers the bodybuilding career. And then um, Star, where he's, you know, entering Hollywood. And then American, you know, where he's he's uh, an American citizen and then he gets into politics and, of course, he becomes um, governor of California. And it ends in a very poignant way because of and there is no um spoiler because it's his, his life, life and he's still alive <laughs> um that what came out at the as as I guess the end of his governorship was that he had a child with an ex employee um I don't think she was an ex employee at the time but she's now an ex employee or at that time whatever she's no longer she was no longer working with them at that point but she, he had a um, a 10 year old child so and his marriage with maria shriver who is one from the niece of jfk uh their 25 year marriage was ended on that and um so he was in a very reflective mood through the documentary. And so towards the end, you, um, 
even more so. And but he is it's like the Austrian um and it sounds the Austrian kind of slash German, however. Mm-hmm. Um if you all still link up or not. <laughs> no offense if you don't <laughs> identify with you know, Germany or whatever. But that that prag just very pragmatic, very um he's not really into emotional bloodletting. Um I think that he grew to do that over time, but it was very much like stop whining, um hold your hold your wounds to yourself. You don't discuss anything. Um you move forward because he's like, if it's not going to help you move forward, then what's the point of talking about it? So he he was very goal oriented, very much um, uh, driven, very intense, um, and it's he's one of these people that he knows where he wants to go, and he just is like, how am I going to get there? And then once he figures out how he's going to get there then he he just does it and it came with a good personality to where people wanted him around mm-hmm. um and very much the big guy in the room um first of all he's tall he's big so you have that physical power when you're there and everybody's looking up to you like have they literally have to look up <laughs> at you and so on and so he had the power of um physicality but then he had um he was good at talking and joking and round and stuff like that um and so it was just it was just a really good um thing cuz i remember and i've said before that i've that I went to one of his bodybuilding um, shows in, I think it was Columbus, Ohio, and absolutely loved it. Met met him in the whole VIP, take a photo with Did him. Did you thing. really? Yeah. That's awesome. And um, Yeah, you have the picture downstairs. Yeah, I have the picture. <laughs> and he, we were in like the kitchen area or cafeteria area. It was a convention hall, but we we're like downstairs in an open like food court area. And we saw these guys walk in and they're like huge. And they said, they said, um, Arnold will be coming through here. You are, you, it's okay to stay as long as you, you know, kind of like don't impede his way as he's coming through. And so we were like, okay, um, and it wasn't a whole lot of people in the room. We just happened to be sitting there. And so he comes through and I was, I, I remember, I think I stood on a chair as he oh. came through so I could just look down and stuff. And he, it was like Terminator. He walked like the Terminator. Wow. I mean, that was not an affection. <laughs> <laughs> he walked in and it was just like, oh my gosh. He, again, had power over the room, the way he walked in and stuff like that. And he waved. And then we lined up to take pictures with him. And I was standing there. I, I, it was my turn to take the picture. And I was just standing there with my hands 
down because I was like, I'm not going to touch him. Not Because I've seen people like grabbing him and hugging him. And I was like, okay, I'm not doing all that. Not that I didn't want to do it. I was just like. <laughs> trying to they, be respectful. I was trying to be respectful. And they were like, don't, don't, you know reach out and all that so I was just standing there and then all of a sudden he looks down and he's like come here and he put his arm around me Aww. and pulled me into into him and I was just like I just giggled and <laughs> and the picture snapped <laughs> like, and, and he he's so personable so um it so and it so watching it like reminded me of my whole bodybuilding phase of the eighties and nineties and, um, looking at the magazines that came out and I was telling Gabby, it was like, they were a separate celebrity mm-hmm. group because actors didn't have bodies like bodybuilders. They didn't have athletic bodies that we, that we ogled over. Actors were just there, you know, so even if they were on a cover, they weren't, it wasn't about their body, you know, it was just their popularity. Um, and it's more like, I think, 2000s, where an actor is now looking, the, their physique is now... They're expected to be buffed. To, yeah. Buffed, right. right. And the women are Especially like, with, um, you know... Superhero movies. Where Tone. It's right, right. Yeah. And the women coming in toned and they're showing their abs and yeah, so right. on. Um, you see a difference in like the first X-Men with Hugh Jackman, mm-hmm. which he's, mm-hmm. he's muscular and buff and all that. But when you see him in the first one versus like Logan, Logan mm-hmm. is huge. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's like, he's so big. It was like, oh my gosh. It's, if you watch it again, everyone looks so tiny and you're mm-hmm. like, oh my God, this was a big deal back in 2006, something like that. Yeah. And then you see the first like Captain America, Evans is huge. Last Captain America it's like the dude is like really big. Everyone's yeah. huge. <laughs> and so that wasn't, so it was like the bodybuilders had their own look thing their, going on. That, right. It was their corner that they owned. And when he, just like how you have the wrestlers now and the MMA fighters now going into movies, it was like the first time that this athlete were moving into the movies. So, mm-hmm. You had Lou Ferrigno, who became Incredible Hulk, oh, yeah, and you right. had you had Arnold, who did all his movies, and um, some of the other guys were like Hercules and and some of the other um, iconic films, and that was the eighties. It was all about the body, and right. and you know, and in a different you know steroids or not. <laughs> was about the body and it was that was the height of the penthouse and play and playboy and and so on with the women right, right. um and and so on but anyway both of them are on netflix um so if you want to um watch those they're there and so the books i read jonathan carl's now, Jonathan Carl is the chief news correspondent for in Washington for ABC, and he worked most of his years. He's 55 years old, so he's worked most of his years in um, uh, at the White House or State Department news or whatever, uh, covering those places. And 
Uh, he's written several books. The last two was Betrayal, which was um, focused more on the lead up to January 6th with Trump in 2021. And then Tired of Winning, which is 2023, the after, after that. Um, the Tired of Winning repeats a lot of what's in betrayal because again he's got to explain what the heck <laughs> why the heck we're tired of winning with um with Trump well written um i think some of his points um i was irritated about because he tried to do the both sides of some issues and there is no both sides um as he's going through things in the book um because the hellscape the, of Trump's reign of terror has, there is no both sides where you're going to show me an example on the Democrat side to explain anything with that man. Um, he made some points. I, I, cause, because he, he mentioned certain things, I followed him on YouTube to see, not him personally, I, I looked up some of his his um, uh, book tour speeches to see if he went into more uh, discussions about certain things because one of the accomplishments that he laid at the Orange Fool is mm -hmm. that he was able to bring on um, certain demographics to the party and he felt that the Democrats need to pay attention and they need to fix it. And, you know, that these people or whatever went over to or signed up or whatever. And one of them was that a lot of black men did sign up under um, Trump, that the um, the number of Hispanics in um, has kind of equaled in Democrat and Republican and that college age white male signed up with Trump. And crazy. I'm like, I'm like, first of all, the Hispanic demographics is not a monolith. So what is there to fix? It's it it's people have decided based on mm -hmm. a variety of factors of which party they want. As far as the black men who if you're talking about like the Kanye West of the world, who gives an F about them if they want to be go with a misogynistic orange fool? And so I don't think it's necessarily <laughs> the party. I think it's this this icon of um, of a grifter that attracts some of these people. Exactly. And as far as the college white male, you're looking at people who are talking about in misogynistic ways again why does the democratic party have to open the umbrella yeah. for somebody for people like, like that? that also they're not going to change their mind no on, right like so i don't like misogyny no. is not a it's not a it's not a compromise we're going to work on it no and, no and welcome to the party yeah. welcome uh, under the, the tent yeah. you know get the hell out if you can't figure out that you're the fool. So, um, so that did not, so when he said that, I was like, no, there's no fixing that on the party side. Um, he also said, you know, in his speeches, he made a point that the voting, the voting act should have, um, been that both sides needs to give each other, 
um, give each other enough um, inroads to get something passed and so on. And for somebody who has been in reporting on this for all of his life, I'm like, you do realize why there was a voting, federal voting act in the first damn place. It was because they were disenfranchising black people in the South. And then the federal government stepped in and put restrictions on what they could do or how they could do it. Those restrictions expired and they did not sign on. And as soon as it expired, those same frickin' states like Georgia and Alabama and North Carolina screwed over the black people again in their districts. The Supreme Court has recently ruled against them, and they still, they flouted the Supreme Court's ruling. And this is what they're dealing with now. And right now, they have gerrymandered states that are supposed to be given back to reflect the black votes the black um, citizens, and it changes the makeup of the next um, Congress. The problem is they're going to wait until the last minute and then say that it is too close to an election to make the fix, and then it'll get fixed after the fact. So when he sits there and, and writes and talks about what, each party needs to give and give or take to get something passed. I think that is very white of him to mm-hmm. say that because you are not. Um, it 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 it's like you're not being um, true to why things right, are the way. About the right, exactly. So, like I said, well written. If you don't know what the hell happened in the last you know, two, three years um, from 2020 when this all occurred to now, you will get everything you want, need from this book. Um, Those two books, Betrayal and Tired of Winning. The last one is Tom Felton's, who was Draco in um, Harry Harry Potter. And it is called Beyond the Wand, The Magic and Mayhem Growing Up a wizard. It was written in 2022. I listened to the audio and I would recommend that you listen to the audio versus reading the book because he is so funny and I don't think you will get the how humorous it is just by reading it because he he mimics um, accents. He he knows when to pause. He knows what to stress. It's his story. So um, there were parts of it where I laughed, and I don't usually, you know, books that are supposedly funny. I don't always find them funny. I do like David Sedaris. Um, he makes me laugh out loud, and I felt like Tom Felton had that. He could be a humorist. Um, like professionally humorous. He's just so funny. Um, but he talked about um, growing up in, in doing Harry Potter, but also he talked about life after Harry Potter and the difficulties of coming to Hollywood and living in Hollywood and and working um, and and proving yourself as an actor beyond 
um, this franchise that controlled your life, uh, most of your life and so on. Um, he had difficulties with, I think, um, it was more, mostly alcohol. Um, and the, even that, even the way he told that, you know, what happened and, and, and it was horrific of things that happened. Um, it just, he has such, like I said, such, he's honest. He's very honest. Um, he doesn't hide anything. And, uh, but there's the humor. There is a, a, a way he looks at life. He's back in England, living in England. Uh, he left America and went back to England and still acting in Hollywood. He's just not staying there for more, I think, for mental health. Um, and there is... He's closer to home. Right, he's closer to home, and there are mental health issues within his family, so he's aware of things that um, can affect him, uh, trigger him, and so on. But I would recommend it, Tom Felton's Beyond the Wand um, audiobook. Audio, audio. (laughs) So that's it. (laughs) So go for it, Julia. (laughs) Sit back and relax and welcome to Julia's Corner. Today, I found an article that was very interesting. As you know, we're in the new year and a lot of people always talk about, oh, you know, did you make resolution? Mm -hmm. You know, what are your resolutions? Blah, blah, blah. But I ran across this article on polygon.com written by Anna Diaz. And she basically um, covers like internet culture, fandom and video games. Um... And her work has previously appeared in uh, NPR, Wired, and The Verge. But anyway, the article is titled, uh, The New Year's Resolution is Dead and Replaced by the Ins and Outs List. Have you heard of this? mm I have. I've heard okay, people yeah. say they aren't doing resolutions anymore. They're just doing Yeah, things. but I don't know about the ins and outs list. Okay, yeah, so basically, yeah. I and I didn't know either, um, but basically on TikTok, it's like this thing. Mm-hmm. So basically, people are posting about things that they want in their life, and they're basically, you know, setting, you know, the mood music, you know, very mellow, and just, you know, telling people, you know, what they what they want in their lives, and then perhaps you know, things that they want out of their lives. And it's like a thing. Mm -hmm. So um, what's interesting is like, you know, Anna talks about how it's like a generational shift from like, you know, the Gen Xers to like, you know, Mm -hmm. the millennials. And it's like this new type of trying to get away from promoting like the fast fashion. I had to look that up. I was like, what is fast fashion? Yeah, it's basically like you know, uh, like, affordable clothing yeah. style. Mm. It's like H H&M right. and, um, the, the other one, uh, forever 21. No, well, that probably it too, but <laughs> the, it's just fashion that looks fashionable, but it's cheaply made. Right. And it takes, it's usually made by people in extremely poor countries, extremely poor conditions, and then made with material that is yeah. so toxic <laughs> that you're mm. like, Oh, oh my God. <laughs> so you, so you're saying don't buy Yeah, those. yeah. They're saying yeah. like, okay. yeah, unless, people, uh, yeah, unless the caveat is like you can't afford to, right. to of course, right. buy mm-hmm. so, more expensive so clothing, okay. but yeah. Okay. Like getting away from that and consumerism yeah. and trying yeah. to push products. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also you the trend, like the, they push the trends. Like they're the ones that are like, you know, this yes. week florals, next week stripes. And it's right. like, oh, well, I, I now have to like keep up with the trend and it's like, you don't have to keep up. Right, with the trend. Mm-hmm. right. <laughs> 
and it's like um it's an, and she's saying it's not not like the best thing because again you're pushing like a trend onto a person like okay you know my ends like you know give myself more time in the morning or you know baby my inner child and stuff like that you're still kind of pushing your beliefs on someone right even, even though as you're posting about yourself you're still getting all these hits on tiktok yeah. and mm-hmm. stuff so it's it's like a different thing but people are i think dis- disenfranchised over the current trend mm-hmm. of like i said fast fashion and consumerism and trying to do like a lot of product placement which is like mm-hmm. the meat and potatoes of the whole tiktok sometimes or in part of because i don't do tiktok a lot so yeah if i say I'm, something I wrong i'm not on tiktok me. yeah i'm, I'm not on instagram <laughs> but instagram reels is similar in terms yeah. of tiktok i, I mean, mean unless somebody posts on, on instagram that's the only way i'm gonna see a tiktok right. yeah same. but exactly. yeah, yeah i don't same. but i have yeah. seen the like the 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 video that you think is not an ad and then suddenly turns into an ad <laughs> where they're oh, yeah. <laughs> I've seen that where it's like oh I'm watching them talk about this new shirt they bought and I'm like oh they're talking about the store <laughs> it's like it's like yeah. it, it starts out right. normal and then ends with a <laughs> an <Right>. ad <laughs> to go buy this <laughs> so do you think like you personally would get away from doing like um what we used to do like setting those goals and be more like this is what I want in my life and this is what I want to let go in my life um, I feel like whatever, I feel like do whatever method motivates you. So if you are the person that needs to write down a resolution or a goal like that, mm-hmm. then do it. And if you're going to stick to that resolution, then fantastic. That's great. If that is not what's going to motivate you and you're going to do more in, in and out list, uh, then I say, go with the in and out list. I just say, I say personally, just go with the thing that's going to get you, you to do most. yeah help you the most pretty much yeah whatever's going to get you to the goal that you want faster easier um safely do that don't like if right. if you're a person who doesn't want to make a list and just like tomorrow i'm going to start doing this go ahead and do it like if that is <laughs> if that's how you motivate yourself just go ahead and do it right i guess you yeah. have to know yourself yeah yeah then. yeah i think that's what the thing is i guess knowing your how your brain works already um right because I know me, like, I know I'm a, if I'm, I can easily do the whole, like, I'll do it Monday, and then I don't do it by the time Monday <laughs> comes. So now I don't even say it. I just start doing it. Like, I'll just do it tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Or the next, you know, it's like, I'm not waiting, because if I wait, yeah. my brain will talk myself out of it. So I would just, right. just do it. And she was and also talking thing. about, like, socioeconomic you know, like, where do you fit in? You have to be, like, more conscious of, like, where you are personally Mm -hmm. and try not to take what other people say (laughs) as an example because they might be in a completely different Mm. socioeconomic situation. So, like, I'm I'm working too much. Well, maybe you do need to work Mm -hmm. a little more because you have all these bills to pay. So it's Mm -hmm. just, like, you you got to be careful about making sure it fits you and your situation. Mm -hmm. But what about you, Michelle? Well, I, um, I've been reading or listening to this book called Atomic Habits that um, another author had pointed me towards, and it's by James Clare. Mm-hmm. And his is talking, he focuses on tiny changes making a difference. So a lot of times we write down the goal, and mm-hmm. but we don't focus on the process. Mm-hmm. And then we get overwhelmed or 
you don't know what motivates you to get you to keep going to work on that um, that goal so that in the first quarter you kind of like get overwhelmed and so on. Um, and it's so his focus is more on what small things you can do every day or every other day or whatever. Um, just do something that's a little more than you did before. And that eventually it will, it, it you know, the tiny steps will get you um, to that goal. I think that in, if you're relying on social media as your, um, as your motivation or whatever, sometimes you don't realize the timeline that it will take to get there. So if a, if an author says, oh, I wrote 20 books, because a lot of authors at the beginning said, last year I hit my 20th book or my 30th book, and oh my gosh, I just love my, I love my career. And, you know, or they'll say in the 11 years I wrote, you know, 20 books. And you're thinking that you have to be able to do that too to get to, because then they just said that they're a six-figure author. So you're like, oh my gosh, I need to write two books a year or three books a <laughs> right. year to get to that. Um, and, you know, it's it's what Gabby said too. It's like you you have to know you. And I think yeah. I think that's the big part of the New Year's resolution is to understand how you work, how you, how, what motivates you, how, how, what gets you going? Why did you drop off whatever it is you were going to do before you actually make the goals? Reflect. Yeah. Right. Do a little bit of reflection, do a little bit of, okay, I know this is what I can do versus what I, or what I'm willing to do versus what, you know, what I should do or whatever. Um, and for me, that's how I've operated last year. Um, and there are things that didn't get done, but there's a heck of a lot that did get done. Mm -hmm. So exactly. Yeah. I think that's very wise. I think reflection and just knowing yourself and what makes you tick and what makes you mm -hmm. successful, is something you have to consider. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, but <laughs> it's probably a deeper episode. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. Oh, yeah. Slippery slope, no. people. Yeah. Yeah. So, but whatever motivates you, listeners. Yeah. Do do your thing. Make a list. Don't make a list. Yeah. You know. Ins outs. Yeah. You can just not even do it on TikTok. Just yeah. Right. You know. Yeah. Scream it to the yeah. world, and then just do it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Stay quiet and just do it. Yeah. Whatever. And I'm. <laughs> I, I haven't been on social media for uh, over six months. Um, mm. I haven't been posting. I've been on social media, but I haven't posted in a while because I haven't figured out what I really want to post. Um, and so. I used to post my goals and on it as part of things to post. Not that I really cared if anybody, you know, followed it or not. not. Yeah. But now I don't even do that. I have my planner here on my desk and that's, I focus on that every day. I look at what it is I'm going to work on that day. Um, and I know what my, my, what my goal is at the end, but, um, I don't focus on the t 
timeline as much. I, I, it's not that I don't worry about the timeline, but that is no longer the motivation. It's no longer the thing pushing me. Like, oh, you've got to do this in a year. Or, oh, you got to do this in six months. Um, so, but I, I, it's a daily thing of looking at what I have to work on and then do it. So, hopefully... <laughs> fact that I'm not looking at a timeline, but hopefully, <laughs> um, yeah, the fantasy will come out this year, I'm hoping. And, um, yeah, so that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing for 2020, whatever, four. Yeah. Four. Four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just I'm another work day. On my, it's just another day. <laughs> I'm going to try to wrap up my book for the shoreline romance I have going on. Small town. Yay. Yay. Same with my book. <laughs> Want to finish? Get it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Like enough talking about it. Let's right. do it. Let's do yeah. it. Let's do uh, it, ladies. <laughs> Yay! So okay. Well, that's us from Prickly Pen. So what do we say, that's Julia? Stay prickly. Yep. And see you next time. See Bye. You. <laughs> Bye.